Hello and welcome to the Dropped Kickoff. It's been a very busy week in both rugby news and, you know, Dropped Kickoff land. We're at podcast number three, but uh, this last podcast is for a very good reason. We haven't even got the intro. We haven't even got Eddie on for the pod- uh, for the podcast this time around because we actually have the man himself here today. Uh, I am delighted, truly elated, to be joined by the one and only... Eddie Jones, coach of the Wallabies, one of the most sought-after coaches in the world, one of the one of the best rugby brains out there. We're here. We're going to be here talking about squad selections uh, for the forthcoming squad that will be announced. We're going to be here talking about uh, the performance of Australia's Super Rugby sides and more. Eddie, welcome to the pod. Hi, Carl. All right, mate. Yeah, I'm all right. It's Nick, by the way. But yeah, nice. It's a real privilege to have you on, mate. And uh, looking forward to chatting. Chatting rugby with you. Feel like I'll be the uh, the one hundredth person to ask that question, but I imagine you must be. Imagine you must be feeling pretty good. What with the news of you know of, of Suwalihi coming back over to rugby, as well as a whole bunch of other stuff going on. You know, what's how's I, I imagine you're you're quite over the moon to to be back coaching the Wallabies. It's nice to get the opportunity to to have another go at the at the Wallabies and and help yeah you know, lift Australian rugby back to where we'd like it to be. Um, so that's that's a good feeling, but there's a lot of work to do, and you know we're gonna, all going to have to to community clubs, to the local clubs, to Super Rugby, uh, and get the Wallabies winning again. Amen to that, mate. Amen. Well, one thing I do want to ask you about first is you know the fact that earlier this year, you know, you chatted with Phil Gould. You were talking about trying to get a couple of leaguey players in, and, and joked about raiding league for uh, for talent, which. Uh, I know uh, turned a lot of heads and made people, you know, got a whole bunch of people riled up, and then you and then you you pick up Joey uh, Joey Suolihi. Uh, what do you think? What do you reckon you're gravitating towards this? Because this isn't the, this isn't the first time you've dabbled in in you know pulling from league stuff. Because you've had lots of league coaches and stuff too, haven't you? I think in terms of phase attack and defence now and unstructured attack and defence, we've got so much to learn from league. So why wouldn't we use them? Played. We used to we used to watch the NRL and we'd want to copy how they attacked and then we brought that into our Randwick way. And it's funny, you know, if you look back now and you see how the game's evolving, that ability to play flat and fast now is a common term that everyone's how we were brought up to play the game, wasn't it? Flat and fast. So the league guys understand that better than than the current group of, of rugby coaches. Now that'll change in the future, but the league guys understand that. Well, it's good that you're actually kind of examining that and, and looking at what league actually does with the style of game that it approaches. And yeah, I think you're right. It's like Union's been heading in this direction for a very long time. And I think it's super exciting to see, you know, you start to just pull from that. It actually seems just like such a common, you know, a common sense thing to, to address and look at and examine. And it's, it's interesting you talk about that because I feel like we should talk about another point. There are some people who have kind of really come out and said that the decision to appoint you was quite, you know, very last minute that, you know, there was a, you, you don't have enough time to prep properly for this, for this squad for the World Cup. What do you say to people about that? Yeah, no, I think we've got, uh, we've got plenty of time. We've got the time, which is enough. And, you know, Bob Dwyer, who won the World Cup in 91, always used to say, if you can't, uh, change your team in the week, you can't coach. <laughs> You're a funny man, Eddie. You're a funny man. Out of curiosity, were you always watching, you know, the Wallabies and stuff, even when you were overseas in England? And also, I want to, curious to ask, how has the, how's the transition been, uh, been coming back to a, a country with actually a, a nice climate? 
point. Yeah, there's a lot of mosquitoes up there, mate. I was struggling with the mosquitoes, so I had to whack a few. Um, and I love to see Australia do well, yeah. mate. You know, I've been pleased how well they've been doing. I've still got my mother watches every game, you know, she watches every game on Stan Sports, so she's a big fan, and, and my sisters watch the Wallabies, and yeah. yeah, so they're always, so it's always there, but uh, yeah, I've probably become a little bit less emotional about it. I'll tell you what, mate, I wish we could take a leaf out of your book, because I often find myself getting way too emotional about it. Um, I'd imagine, though, of course, you know, doing those two tours, the 2016 tour, um, and the 2019 tour, and which you both won, both coaching as England. I imagine it would have been a bit of a weird feeling, you know, coming back to uh, coming back to Australia and playing against, you know, the country where you, you grew up and played your rugby in. Oh, I think it's a bit of fun, mate, yeah. isn't it? You know, the contradiction of a Australian coaching England and coaching against your own country. Like, and I always remember that first test back in 2016. We yeah. went to Suncorp. Yeah. And I went in there and I was, I was pretty, you know, I was thinking, I'm, I'm going to enjoy this because this is a good experience. Then I went and sat in the box and this woman who had, you know, all Christian Dior just starts yelling abuse at me. I thought, right, well, we're on here. Here we go. This is a bit different now. Well, it was uh, certainly a bit different for us, but, uh, you know, hey, we're glad that we got you here now as, uh, as coach of the Wallabies. And let's talk, uh, let's, let's dive into the meat of this pod. Um, let's talk, uh, let's talk Wallaby squads. Um, let's talk the actual players. Who do you think uh, are you going to, uh, you know, you, I could, you know, there's been a lot of fun stuff that's been going around. I mean, everyone saw the meme that kind of came out of, uh, <laughs> out of the, the Super Weekend. Who is the one or two players that are really standing out to you in terms of, you know, players that you want to, uh, you know, you, you're likely going to select in the squad? I know that there's, you know, there's one particular player, at least at our end, that we've been really impressed by, the, uh, the, the hooker for the, for the Waratahs, Tolu Latu. Can you give us your thoughts on him? I remember seeing him in 2015 World Cup. I went down, we were in Japan, we were down in Brighton. So I went and watched him and there was this young, it was like a, a Mark Eller. He was just fl- uh, sliding around the field, picking holes, throwing passes. And, and then he played club rugby and, you know, club rugby at that stage was going through a, a real kicking phase, how much you could kick. So he sort of lost his way a little bit and they ended up, the end part of the club rugby in the previous season opened up a lot and he came into his own and he's going to be a fantastic young player. That's really, really good to hear. I didn't know you, you thought of Tolu as a, as a kicking option. I think that's a, that's a really you know, interesting surprise. I just thought you could see him as a, as a good hooker option, as a good you know, work in the scrum, but I'm surprised you've been, you've been watching him that long. You're that excited about him, eh? Just been waiting for the right opportunity to bring him in. You know, sometimes you've got to pick the right yeah. time for him to come in. Yeah. So do you want to give us some more uh, insights, um, you know, into other players who you think are going to potentially be in the squad? Do you really think I'm going to tell you? Uh, well, I thought maybe you might. I mean, I thought that was the whole point, you know, of, uh, of this podcast here. Like, we were going to talk about, you know, the players that we were going to select in the squad and who you think are going to be the real standouts and, you know, everything around that. That's what I thought we were going to, we were going to talk about, you know, uh, maybe you want to talk about the defence, for example? Yeah, I think that's a really silly question. You know, rugby's a game of 15 players on the, on the field. You know, you run... When we're attacking, we're attacking weak defenders. We're looking for weak defenders. Why would we run at the strongest defenders? 
Oh, okay. So basically, the focus is to try and you know, uh, you know. I appreciate you telling me a little bit about the the defensive structure here. So, is who do you think in terms of you know upcoming games? Say you know the 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 lead up to the World Cup and other stuff like the the game against you know the games in the in the shortened conditioned rugby championship. Uh, who are the players you think are the weaker defenders? Do you really think I'm going to tell you? Well, I, I thought you might like because you know players who we we you want to talk about take on, you know, how that might lead to the structure and growth and the game plan that, that you know, uh, you want to take forward with the squad? Yeah, I think that's a really silly question. Okay, well, um, well let's move on to the next topic then. Let's talk uh, upcoming fixtures instead. Um, let's talk about, you know, you've got games against Argentina, you've got the All Blacks, you've got South Africa. Let's talk uh, South Africa, um, uh, um, the All Blacks first. How do you think you can wrestle the Bledisloe Cup back from, you know, from, from the stranglehold that the All Blacks have had on it for the last couple of years? Well, I don't think that's a reasonable question, mate. Um, but like every team, you know, there's no team that's unbeatable. There's no team that doesn't have a flaw in whatever they do. And sometimes your strength becomes your weakness. Well, I think that's you know, that's fair. You don't have to. You can keep your cards close to your chest. All good, mate. Um, and hey, look, you know, I'm. I think a lot of us have a lot of hope, seeing as you were the last coach to to win a Bledisloe Cup with the Wallabies. So, you know, thinking about it, looking forward. What are your thoughts about uh, about South Africa? Okay, uh, remember Trevor Chapel? Bowled underarm along the ground. Couldn't hit the ball for six, so we saw. So it wasn't a game of rugby. We still haven't played a game. So we might go out and train now. If you want to come watch it, come watch it because we haven't played rugby yet. Uh, so hang on, you're saying that South African rugby isn't really rugby? But if that's rugby, then I'm going to retire. That's not rugby. Oh, fair enough, mate. Um, well, do you have any thoughts about the upcoming World Cup? Are there any particular coaches who you're you know, excited to, to come up against, particularly any from the Northern Hemisphere that you used to coach against? Guys, can you just send my best wishes to Warren and make sure he enjoys the third and fourth playoff? Okay, well, you know, to be honest, I, I think that's a bit of a compliment because uh, I certainly wasn't thinking that Wales was going to make it that far. I will say, though, as well, before you know, we continue on, I've been quite enjoying a lot of the refereeing changes at Super Rugby level. You know, have you got any thoughts on them so far? The referee's adjudicator. If I say something about the referee, then the, then the headline tomorrow is Jones complains about the referee. So I'm not going to give an opinion, mate. Because I don't want to do any scaremongering. I don't want to do anything that offends the media or offends people's parents. So from here until next the Friday before the Wales game, I'm not talking to the media. Well, I mean, technically you are talking to a member of the press right now. So, I mean, you can't exactly put a ban on yourself. I mean, you've also got the, the whole announcement that's happening this weekend. You know, the whole Wallaby squad announcement. It's not, it's, not a, it's not a great question to ask at all. But it's not a question, though. Well, I think it's stupid. Oh, you don't have to be like that, mate. Sorry. Well, we agree to disagree. Okay, let's let's talk about then. You know, let's try and get this interview back on track. Uh, let's talk about the actual squad. Who are the players that are going to be in Eddie Jones' first squad? Yeah, I think that's a really silly question. I mean, you could just tell me. Do you really think I'm going to tell you? Right, you, you're sounding quite aggressive, mate. It looks like you're going to bloody take a run at me. We're going to run at Nick. Okay, well, this is probably a good time to wrap it up there. I just want to say uh, thank you so much, Eddie. It's been lovely, lovely chatting to you, mate. And uh, all the best of luck going forward for the Wallabies. Uh, yeah, getting behind you. Uh, and I hope you don't smack me, please. I'm so proud of you, mate. Uh, th uh, thanks, mate. This is not exactly how I wanted this interview to go. But, you know, uh, appreciate your insight and your fantastic rugby knowledge. Um, 
Happy April 1st to everyone listening and uh, check out Eddie on his podcast. Eddie, I guess, if it is in fact him. Yeah, I think that's a really silly question.